Well, it's still Mother's Day, and I'm still thankful for our mothers. And uh, but uh, I'm also thankful to be back in Ephesians chapter one. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a good study of God's word, and uh, we've been looking uh, at the second part of this 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 chapter, uh, which would be uh, the pastor's prayer for the church, and we got into uh, verse. Uh, verse 18, uh, just the, the pastor's praying for the church is, it really is that God would continue to work in the in this body of believers, that they would grow in their knowledge of God, and uh, it's it's good to pray for all certain, uh, all different kinds of things, and pastors do pray for different needs for their folks. We pray for those that are sick. We pray for those that are going through difficult times. We, you know, we, we, we pray for those things. But the most important thing, the thing that's greatest upon the heart of every preacher, is is his should be uh, the spiritual growth and maturity of the people. Because if 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 all we ever pray for and if all we ever accomplish is praying for healing and praying for provision, uh, we're praying for things that God's already planning on doing. And God knows what He's going to do, and He has plans and. Uh, it, but God sometimes uses those things that we pray that we're wanting to be removed for our spiritual growth, and uh, so I, I encourage you to just to know that while I'm praying for you, and I am praying for all of your the, those things that you bring to us on Wednesday nights or any other time you ask us ask me to pray. Um, my regular daily prayer is for your spiritual growth. Uh, we also pray for the eyes. That we, we we looked at the the, the understanding, uh, uh, the, just the, the uh, of being enlightened, that enlightened heart. We talked about that last week or two weeks ago. That you might know what is the hope of His calling, what is the wish of His glory, and inheritance of the saints. And we last week we began to talk about the the directed power. That's how it's kind of where we ended up with in the afternoon service. Uh, the, the directed power uh, and and the the. Uh, I read my own writing, the, the, the dimensions of that power. Uh, we've talked about how great our God is in the, the, from the creation of the earth and just how, how big our space, space is and, and, our, and the sun is. And, and uh, we go in outer space, and it's, I believe it's expanding like 38 miles every second is what they've measured. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. And the, the sun is, you can fit uh, hundreds of millions of our Earths in the sun and how big that is. But that's a small thing compared to other stars. In fact, it's the smallest star. Just how big an of an expanse of the, all that was. And God created it in a second. But then we also talked about the, uh, the 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 minute molecules that that make up our bodies and uh, the cells that make up our bodies and just the, this this vast difference in all of that and God had it all organized and all mapped out and all planned and knew all of it. Then just think of the power that literally spoke all of that into existence. I read this uh, last week that if you were able to find a pin that you could take up to the surface of the sun and it would survive, which you won't find that, by the way. But if you could, and you could dip that pen and into the tip of the sun, and and you were to bring that back, and you were to touch the earth with it, that it would. It would they said it was like this. There would have been like the, enough power to destroy the earth. Uh, like it was hundreds of thousands of atomic bombs. Just there's just that much energy in the sun, and that, just that much power. And God spoke it all into existence. And God's power is great, but it's all directed, and that's the direction of His power. It's all directed at us. 
he's working in us and he's giving us new life and he's changing us and man, the power of God directed in my life to to make me conform to the image of his son through the through the through the cleansing of his word it's amazing what God is doing in us it's amazing what God can do in us so we, we were talking about the, the, the direction of his power, the, the, the dimension of his power, and then we talked about the, the delineation of his power, the picture of his power, and that's, that's perfectly pictured in the cross of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, more importantly, his resurrection. It says, which, we, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. Uh, talking about the, the power that we can see, this power, this, this uh, immense, uh, in, uh, just unimaginable power, which was able to conquer death, which was able to perform something that was supernatural. He brought Christ back to life. And he does the same thing for us, according to chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. That's the power of God, and that's the, the picture that God has given to us. I mean, what a beautiful picture that we see there. Just uh, amazed that, that, we, that we could know that. And Paul says that in Philippians that, that, that I might know the, the, the power of his resurrection. And, and my goodness, I'm praying that we all have a knowledge of that power, but not just a head knowledge, but an experiential knowledge. That, that yes, that, we, that we've been born again, but we've seen God work in us and, and through us. And that he's not done working in us. He's continuing to do that. We don't ever ever have to quit or stop or, 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 or think that God can't help us to have victory over certain things. The, the power that God has available to us is just beyond our imagination. And I'm not saying so we can perform tricks and magic tricks and, 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 and miracles here on this earth, but the miracle that God is working in us is through that power. Today we're going to talk about verse the second half of verse 20, we kind of didn't, we didn't really touch on it, but it's the designation of his person. The designation of his person. He speaks of how he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, this power, but God also had the power, the authority to set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. God took Jesus Christ and set him at his right hand. Uh, uh, he designated him uh, as, as something. Now, uh, we would, if we go back and look at the Old Testament, if you remember the, the disciples, they were arguing over who was going to get to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus. Uh, there's a reason for that. The purpose for that was that, uh, that, that being able to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus get, was, a, was a position of prominence. It meant that they were, that they had some kind of power or position or authority because they were be at his right hand. Other people would come behind them in, in, in their, their relationship and in the authority that they had. Well, God the Father took Jesus the Son and put him at his right hand. I mean, he's right there. He is his right hand. He is, he is in, in authority. He is the second in command. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But, but, but what that does is it lifts him up and it exalts Jesus Christ. Now if you go back to John chapter 17, turn there with me if you would really quickly. I want you to see something. John chapter 17, Jesus praying to the Father. This would be, uh, I would say, probably the Lord's Prayer. If we were going uh, we to call one prayer his, I would say this would be it. But it says in verse 1, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son 
also may glorify thee. Now we know that the that uh, he was glorified on the cross. We know he was glorified at the at the resurrection. As uh, but notice what he says there, verse two: As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Uh, here he's identifying with the, he, the, the Jesus uh, uh, was the Son, was with God the Father before the world. And uh, as we know, Philippians chapter 2 says that he, that he, uh, th- th- uh, th- uh, Turn there, Philippians chapter 2. Thought not robbery equal with God, but that he left that and humbled himself. He put aside the glory that he had. Philippians chapter 2, verse verse uh, 6 is, who being the form of God, there we go, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Uh, he took off that, that glory and he set it aside and, and, and he's now saying, God, I, I've set it aside. I was glorified with you. I have the same glory that you did. Uh, and he says, now God return unto me that glory. Uh, and what did God do when he, uh, at, the, at the resurrection? It says he set him up on the right hand where he right back where he was in the beginning he was returned back to the glory that he had previously had that glory that he had set aside so that he could die on the cross for you and I and, and so Jesus has been returned to that point uh, he is according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 he says that uh, he set him at his right own right hand in heavenly places. I'm so thankful that, that he's no longer uh, a, a, a unglorified, but that he is right where he's supposed to be. He isn't a man. Uh, he, he isn't some teacher that was, that was exalted and lifted up. He was God. Then he came to this earth and still as God and died on the cross for us as God, and now he's back in heaven as God. Glorified, lifted up, far above. Notice what the next verse says. As we look at the designation of his person, he's far above all. Far not just in position, not just in power, not just in authority, not just in person. It's, it's all of these things we're going to see here in this verse. But but because of God, this because of God and His power and His authority, that God the Father, He's given His authority to His Son, and He's exalted Him up and lifted Him up and placed Him back in that same position, and He is far above all. The problem is many times on this today, this just in today's day and age. Even in churches, he isn't above all. Sometimes we'll put tradition above Christ. Sometimes people will put, will put uh, uh, different policies or different, different uh, programs above Christ. There is nothing that is to go above Jesus Christ. Notice uh, more of this verse here, uh, verse, nine, uh, verse uh, 20. It says, far above all principality. The word principality uh, translated here from the word archaic. It means uh, chiefs. They're, it's talking about people that are, in, that are in positions of authority, kings, presidents, leaders. Uh, uh, he says there, there is nobody uh, that, that, that comes any, anywhere close to having the same authority as Jesus Christ. 
Uh, have you ever seen presidents greet, meet each other, greet each other? I've seen uh, vid- videos of Putin and and uh, and I've seen videos of Putin and Trump, and I've seen videos of Putin and Obama. And, and it's funny because you listen to the the commentators and they'll talk about the body language and 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 uh, and some you know the, Trump and Putin were two interesting people because they're both men, powerful men, and neither one wants to back down. So it's almost like this, as, as they go, come together, there's this, this handshake of who's going to be the one to, 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 to be number one in this. And nobody wants to give in. Guess what? They all give in to Jesus. They, they may not say it right now. They, 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 they may right, right now, they might not uh, call on his name or, or say he's the king of kings and lord of lords or any of those things. But, but there'll come a day when it will happen. That they have, they have. There isn't a man on this earth that is greater than Jesus. There never has been, and there never will be. There are many men who think they're greater than Jesus. There are many men that are looked up, looked looked at with from from other people in the population is that are that is greater than Jesus. But in all actuality, the one who has the power and the one who has the authority has given that authority to Jesus. There is nobody else. He is far above all principalities. Not only does, is he there about principalities, it says this, and power. That's the word exousia in the, the Greek, and it means authority or jurisdiction. Now it's, it's just interesting when you have different sheriff's departments and state police. They have different authorities and jurisdictions. Uh, state police can really... You know, they can arrest anybody anywhere in the state, but they try to not anger the others because they have to kind of work together, right? They're all on the same side. They're all on the same team. But there is certainly different jurisdictions. If you cross, if you cross uh, one county line into the next, uh, and you need somebody from the next county to arrest you for. So they, they, they all try to work together, but it all, all has to do with jurisdictions and, 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 and authority in those jurisdictions, and he's saying Jesus is far above, the jurisdiction of Jesus Christ is far above all of those jurisdictions. There's nobody else that comes close to it. My favorite, my favorite passage is where it says he's taken us from, from darkness unto light. And he's, it's from one jurisdiction to the other. It's the jurisdiction of, of, of Satan. We've been, we've been redeemed from that and placed into the jurisdiction of Jesus Christ. And Satan no longer has dominion over us because now we're under the authority of Christ. Praise God! There's nobody that can come in and, and, and take us out of that jurisdiction. You look at two different countries or two different states, and if you have one country uh, that's harboring a fugitive from another state, they need permission to go in and get them, or else they're breaking the law. There are criminals to hide in certain, in certain places because they won't allow other countries to come in and get them. There are certain states that are the same way. Listen, we've been redeemed. We've been purchased. We've been bought with a price. We are now in God's or Christ's jurisdiction, and Satan can't come get us. Uh, he, he, he may mess with us. He may, he may uh, cause some spiritual problems for us as far as temptation and those things, but he ain't taking my salvation. He can't take me back. I've been set free. Praise God. I'm so thankful for that. He is above all chiefs. He's above every jurisdiction. Next, 
It says there in verse, verse 20, far above all principality and power and might. It's the word energia, or sorry, dunamis. The, word, the idea of dynamic. We get power and strength from it. There is no greater power than that, that is held in the power of Jesus Christ. And there is, there is some great power out there. You think of natural power. Uh, it's just, it, it, it boggles my mind what the, what the waves and the winds and just nature can do. Now, it does it because God has given it that power and allowed it that power. But, but just like God has given it to it and God has allowed it to have it, God has control of it. That's why Jesus was able to stand up in the boat and say, peace, be still, and the winds and the waves stopped. Praise God that God has control of those things. Uh, uh, we, we used to have, uh, not too far from here in Maine, uh, some, what do they call it, uh, it was a power plant. It was, uh, what's that? Nuclear power plant. Thank you, bro. Thank you brother. My, my, my mind, I mean, those, that can create so much power. It actually kind of saddens me, and not, not wanting to get off into politics and all that, that we're not more into nuclear power. I believe it would be better uh, uh, for us as, a, as it's cleaner and safer than, than it used to be. It would be a really good idea. It takes a lot of long time, especially because the red tape to build those things down. But, but it would get us off some of these, uh, the fossil fuels, or at least help with some of that, and maybe help with the cost of some of those things. However, it's amazing how much power some of that stuff can can, can create. And just uh, you think of the nuclear bomb and just the destruction that took place when they dropped the, the first atom bomb back in on, on, on I believe it was Hiroshima first, then Nagasaki. Uh, but but just the, the, the sheer destruction that is involved in the collision of those atoms. God created all of that. It all falls within his purview and, and, and what, what he did. He allowed the scientists to figure all those things out. But, but man, what power! I remember they go around and they do all kinds of different uh, religious men who claim to heal and do all those things too. Uh, they all they have the healing lines and uh, there was a, a, a tent meeting that went on down in North Carolina for quite a while. Um, it was not a, one of those kinds of meetings. Uh, it was a it was a Baptist pat or preacher. Uh, several Baptist churches had gotten together, and they it started out as just supposed to be a two week meeting. It turned out to be like thirteen weeks. Um, hundreds of people got saved. It was uh, it was a tremendous uh, time of the Lord. But this this uh, group came in, and they were from a charismatic the charismatic movement, and they said, "Well, where are all the healing lines?" Or all the, they were looking for, for, for some kind of miraculous power. What's drawing these people? And he says, well, here's a miracle. He was a drunk two weeks ago, but he got saved. And he was a miracle. And, and listen, the, the power that's out there, uh, the people will proclaim. And you see, uh, it was a Benny Hinn or whoever who I've seen him go like this, an entire stadium fall down slain in the Holy Spirit. It's a joke, folks. It's ridiculous. That's not how the Spirit of God works. But, but they've got them completely fooled and, and blinded by their power. But there is no power that is greater than the power that is in Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says he's far above all powers. He's far above all powers. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. The word dominion there is is uh, curiotos or curiotes means governments or rulers. Man, we, uh, the U.S. is a 
mega power. China is a mega power. Russia is a mega power. They, they have influence and money. Well, we don't have money anymore. Uh, we, we just print it anymore. We borrow it from China or somewhere else. Uh, China is the world power right now to really to be on the lookout for and to watch for because they're not really all that nice all the time. It's a world power. They, they have influence. Uh, they're, they're trying to take over Hong Kong. They, there's, there's, there's a treaty there that's supposed to uh, be that's supposed to be safe from for uh, until uh, I believe it's uh, 2048. And China says, you know what? I don't think we want to do that anymore. And they're trying to encroach on that. Who's going to stop them? Well, you can't say anything about the about China over here in the U.S. because you might offend people that that sell us stuff, and so there's this this whole it's it's ridiculous the amount of power those governments have. But guess what? God is far above all of those things. God is way Jesus Christ is far above all of those things. And there's uh, they have no power over him. Uh, they can try to lock him out. They can try to shut him out. They can try to keep him out. But it's amazing how the power of God will work in a place like China, and and how these churches that have been shut down and and and, and pushed aside or, or made to go underground are are thriving, and people are getting saved to go over to Syria where where it's run by the by the Muslims, and and how they're trying to destroy the Christians. But the Syrian church is growing and growing. How does that happen? Because the power of God and the power of Christ is far above all of those things. The designation of his person is far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Oh, and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also that which is to come. I love that. I love that phrase. There is no name that is higher than Jesus Christ. Philippians 2 says it like this. I'm going to turn over there because I want to make sure I say it correctly. Philippians 2 says it like this. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and think of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Notice that. It says the things that are in heaven. Uh, angels. And angels are powerful. And they're powerful beings. But they bow at the name of Jesus Christ. They worship him if you read about it. Uh, worthy is lamb. No one was found worthy until they found the lamb. And he opened the book and they, they began to, to shout and to cry out, worthy is the lamb. Praise God that, that, that they understand that his name is higher than any other name. But not just in heaven, in earth. There is no name here on this earth that is greater than the name of Jesus. And nothing makes me more sick to my stomach than to hear somebody, especially somebody who claims to be a Christian, take the name of Jesus in vain. And, and use it as a swear word. There's nothing worse than selling the, the holy, beautiful, perfect name of Jesus and, and, and dropping it down and dragging it through the gutter of the mud and saying, I, this is his name. No! There's no name higher than his name. And not, not, not that, there's, that there's not any name higher now. There will never be a name that's higher than Jesus Christ. Never, not in this day or in the day to come. There'll never be anybody higher than Jesus Verse 22 says this, not only is he positioned high, but notice where God has positioned everything else. All powers, all principalities, all dominions, every name. 
Verse 22, and hath put all things under his feet. His footstool. Subservient to Jesus Christ. Now, again, we know that in the hearts of men today, Jesus does not rule. But one day they will. And in position, they already do. It's, it's only a matter of time. Remember, God is outside of time and space. And in, in, God's, in God's mind, Jesus has already won. It's already finished. It's all said and done. I read the end of the book, but, but God has experienced the end of it. I, I, don't, I can't grasp it because my mind isn't big enough. But, but our God is. All things are under his feet. It says, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. This is important, folks. God is the head of the church, which, according to the next verse, which is the body, the fullness of him. There's some important phrases here that's being, that's being said. God is the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body. It's, it says that here, it says it in Colossians, it says it in Corinthians, it says it in several different places. But Jesus is the head of the body. The, it's the, the, the superior one, the, the directing, the, the one that directs us, the one that guides us. The, uh, without, the, without the head, there is no life. Amen? Uh, he is the head of the body. But we are the fullness of him. We are to be the physical representation of Jesus Christ here on this earth. As the Holy Spirit of God works in us, as God, Jesus lives in us, just like Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. We are the physical representation of Christ as he fills us with the Spirit and as he changes us and conforms us to the image of Jesus Christ. It is so important for us to realize that as that, we have to submit ourselves to the head as a church. But the church is made up of individuals. So we can say this church will do what God says us, tells for us to do. And that can be our, our, our desire. But we are made up of 40, 50, depending on who's, our, our membership is about 60 so or 65, 70 so. Different people who all have a different mind, or actually, hopefully, they all have the same mind of Christ, right? They all, hopefully, prayerfully, all have the same heart, uh, that unity, right? There's one spirit, one mind. It's Christ that draws us all together. It's Christ that's put us all together. But we also have 70 different fleshes that are going to pull us in 70 different directions. They're going to cause, that will attempt to cause division amongst the body and will attempt to cause strife amongst the body. And so we need to be very careful that we understand that Jesus Christ is the head, that, that Pastor Rob Richards isn't the head, that, 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 that uh, our deacons aren't the heads, uh, that, that, uh, that there is no member here that is the head. We are the body. And God has put us here all for a specific purpose, to, to, to come together and to, to serve as a body in submission to the head, which is Christ. Well, how do we do that? I don't know how to do it. That power that works in us. That's how we do it. 
We submit ourselves to the power of God, the Word of God, and the Spirit of God. And we let God do the work in us. We don't resist it. When we read the Word of God and it convicts us and shows us so that we don't just ignore it and walk away, it's, I'll be okay, I'll do this on my own. Well, no, no, we say, God, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Forgive me, help me to change this and seek God on a daily basis until that's changed. And guess what? He'll change it. Don't, get, don't say, well, I, I can't overcome this, this certain area in my life. This, 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 it's, it's a trigger for me. It's a, it's a weak spot for me. Listen, God knows of our weak spots. But his, remember, there is no power greater than his power. It's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. It's the same power that gave us new life. It's the same power that can help us to overcome whatever it is. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And how are we going to overcome this world? How are we going to overcome sin? Through our faith in Jesus Christ. There is none greater. In fact, he's going to go, Paul's going to go on to say that here in chapter 2. To remind us, this is who you used to be. But you're not that any longer. Reminding us of the riches that are in Christ. And the riches that we have in store for us. As, as, as it says in chapter 2, that, we're, that one day that we that will be at that right hand of the Father. That we're in Christ. That we're, that we're there already in heavenly places. I'm so thankful for what God has done for us. Looking forward to be able to see it with my own eyes one day. To partake of it uh, when, when I'm there. But right now I can just rejoice in the fact that God's word is true. And I can trust it. And continue to rest in it. God help us this this evening, this afternoon, as we as we leave here to remember to the, not just the uh, the direction of His power, the dimension of His power, or the delineation, but also the designation of His person, because God, Jesus Christ, is in control. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. I pray that you bless us, Lord. Help us to remember that you are in control, Lord, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Help us to keep you on the throne of our hearts. Uh, I pray that uh, we would be happily, joyfully submitted unto you, Father, as, as, uh, the, as, as, our, as, our, as our God, as our King, as our Lord and Master. Lord, as a church, help us to keep you at, at, as the head, Lord, and may we be submitted unto your authority and your, your, your guidance uh, as, as a church. May you help us, Lord, to be the church you've called us to be. We love you and thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.